0: Holy Family Sunday Prayer Psalm 128 Happy is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in His ways. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be happy, and it shall go well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life.
1: Reading the Word First reading, Sirach chapter 3 For the Lord honors a father. Above his children, and he confirms a mother's right over her children. Those who honor their father are torn for sins, and those who respect their mother are like those who lay up treasure. Those who honor their father will have joy in their own children, and when they pray, they will be heard. Those who respect their father will have long life, and those who honor their mother obey the Lord. My child, help your father in his old age, and do not grieve him as long as he lives. Even if his mind fails, be patient with him. Because you have all your faculties, do not despise him. For kindness to a father will not be forgotten, and will be credited to you against your sins.
2: Second reading, Colossians chapter three. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, Be subject to your husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this is your acceptable duty in the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, or they may lose heart.
0: Gospel Luke 2, when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord, and they offered the sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves, or two young pigeons, Jesus, to do for him what was customary under the law. Simeon took him in his hands and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father, and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother, Mary, This child is destined for the falling and rising of many Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as the widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer, night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the faith of God was upon him.
1: Hearing the word, the harmony, the feast of the Holy Family, celebrated within the Christmas season, is more than just a sentimental cleanse at the baby Jesus or at Mary and Joseph in the first days of their lives together. The feast teaches a profound lesson about harmony as the foundation for the family and the Christian life itself. The book of Sirach was written by a Jewish sage, Jesus the son of Sirach, Ben Sirach in Hebrew, and later translated into Greek by his grandson. Sirach is an extensive collection of reflections, proverbs, and advices on how to live one's life wisely. According to the author, a wise life is one lived in accordance with God's laws and instructions, which guarantees prosperity and well-being. The passage read during... Today's feast contains instructions on family life. According to Sirach, sound family life is founded on the fourth commandment of the Decalogue, honor your father and your mother, to which he plainly refers in the words, those who honor their mother obey the Lord. Honoring the parents goes beyond simply obedience to their commands and demands. The commandment finds its fullest expression in the attitude of reverent respect. The author states that such reverence for the parents will bring a twofold blessing. First, it will be a blessing of a happy and long life. Those who honor their father will have joy. Those who respect their father will have long life. Second, there will be also be the spiritual blessing brought through remission of sins and answer to prayers. Those who honor their father are torn for sins, and when they pray, they will be heard. And kindness to a father will not be forgotten and will be credited to you against your sins. In commanding the children to help your father in his old age, Even if his mind fails, be patient with him. The author explicitly states that reverence and respect has to be permanent and not conditioned by the parent's age, health, or mental state.
2: Honoring and respecting parents instills harmony in the family. This harmony rests on a certain order of authority, which must be preserved. For this reason, the author begins his exhortation by emphasizing that God established this order by placing father above his children and confirming a mother's right over her children. Ben Sirach insists that this order must be respected to ensure a lasting blessing for both the parents and the children. For this Jewish said, living in harmony at home is wise living. The passage from Colossians contains a series of exhortations regarding life in the Christian community and the Christian family. Just as in the first reading, the focus rests on harmony. The author begins by defining the believers as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. This portrayal is drawn from Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 6 to 8, where the people of Israel, the first community of God's people, were described in this manner. Now, the new community of God's people, which includes both Jews and non-Jews, the Gentiles, was formed by Christ. This new family consists of those who have been raised with Christ. Because they believe in him, its members live a different life because they stripped off the old self with its practices and thus acquired a different identity. This new identity expresses itself in and through harmonious living. In the community, this harmony results from the practice of virtues with which the members clothe themselves, compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Above all, harmony results from love. The greatest of virtues. First Corinthians chapter 13 verse 13. This harmony is further enhanced through common worship and prayer, which binds the members to one another and to Christ. The practice of virtues and prayer life transforms individual believers into the one body, a living organism existing In harmony The second part of the reading Focuses on the life In the Christian family This passage Known as a household code Defines the mutual duties And obligations Of the members of the Christian home We must note that This passage Reflects the patriarchal culture Of each time in that world, the husband and father had absolute authority over everybody in the house and was not accountable to anyone. He had no formal obligations to others, while wives and children owed him complete obedience and reverence. The household code in Colossians is revolutionary in that it places obligations on the husband's fathers. Thus, while the wives are to accept the authority of the husband, the husbands are to love the wives and never abuse them. Such a demand was not a part of the culture of the day and would be seen as placing significant limits on the men's Unrestrained authority. Similarly, children are to obey the parents, but the fathers must exercise moderation when disciplining the children. This would be a shocking demand in a culture where the father had a right to kill his child when it suited him. The instructions contained here are therefore quite radical. For their time, their aim was to form a household where life could be lived in harmony and mutual respect between its members, regardless of their unequal social status.
0: The rich gospel text narrates the early episode known as presentation of the Lord. The Jewish law required women to undergo ritual purification after childbirth, because of the exposure to blood. Leviticus chapter 12. Dedication of all firstborn children to God was also required. Exodus chapter 13. Jesus' parents fulfill these requirements. They are a family living in harmony with God through faithful obedience to his laws. Yet Jesus' arrival in the temple had significance Far greater than the fulfillment of the law. He was met by Simeon and Anna, who acting as prophets recognized and declared who this child really was. Simon proclaimed him as God's salvation for the Gentiles and the Israelites alike. Anna spoke of him as the one who would bring about the redemption of Jerusalem. Salvation and redemption are about the restoration of peace and harmony in the human world and indeed in the entire creation. Jesus came to restore that harmony which was dramatically disrupted by the events described in Genesis chapter 3. But before embarking on his salvific and redemptive mission, Jesus would live in harmony with God at home where his parents ensured that he became strong, filled with the wisdom. Today's Feast points to harmony as the very foundation for the Christian life and the purpose of Jesus coming into the world. Ben Sirach and the author of Colossians point to harmony in the family as the necessary condition for the well-being of its members. Harmony in the Christian community reflects its new identity and is achieved through the practice of virtues, love, being chief of them. indeed. The restoration of harmony in creation was the very purpose of Jesus' mission. Redemption and salvation accomplished by him mean that the entire creation can and will be restored to the state of harmony within itself and with God. That process is already on the way and Christians are actively involved in it, living according to God's ways. For as stated by the psalmist, Happy is everyone who fears the Lord, who walk in His ways.
1: Listening to the Word of God Today's feast calls our attention to the family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph. The supreme communication of God, Jesus Christ, begins His life on earth in an ordinary family setting. In our African context, The family is a basic and essential element of the larger community. We are natured and raised within families. The family gives us our identity. Oftentimes, we introduce ourselves by invoking the names of our fathers and ancestors for easy identification. The three readings of this feast identify the sound foundations for our families, namely, harmony and mutual respect as we celebrate this noble feast we are invited to reflect and evaluate ourselves and our families in the light of this message by asking whether we really live in the manner that ensures harmony the first reading bears a message to the youth by evoking the fourth commandment honor your father and mother in order to ensure harmony in the family. Nowadays, a culture of misguided independence is taking a root and growing among the youth. A great number of young people are becoming rapidly disconnected from the authority of their parents, claiming to be more developed and technologically advanced. Yet, their pride and rejection of parental authority and guidance often leads to crime, gambling, alcohol and drug abuse, harmful relationships, indecent dressings, and any number of other harmful life choices. The community considers such behavior disgraceful and those who engage in it become increasingly isolated. There is another category of the youth which practices calculated obedience that patiently wait for the day when the father dies to inherit the property and then seize it solely for themselves. This leads to cares and the destruction of the larger family. This feast calls us to inspect our hearts and be guided by the fourth commandment. Doing so, we shall enjoy the blessings of joy, peaceful life, Wisdom and respect. Let our parents be proud of what is said of us in the community. The second
2: reading calls on the parents to create an atmosphere of love and respect in which the children can grow, following their parents as positive models. Children need to see the mother and father seated together on this feast to witness their love and harmony. Unfortunately, that is often not the case as excessive drinking of alcohol, endless quarrels in the presence of the children, rumor-mongering, and marital infidelity portrays an image far removed from that of the Holy Family. Such behaviors, inevitable, alienate parents from children and often lead to a loss of moral authority. In our modern world, oftentimes the family is dead. What is left is simply a house. Even if we are not directly parents of children, we are always a part of a family. Be it of a church, or community, or society. Today's feast offers us a chance to open a new chapter in these, our families. Let us clothe ourselves in compassion, kindness, patience, love, humility, and meekness. Let each of us fulfill their duties and obligations. To ensure harmony in our family, whatever it may be, while making our choices and decisions, let us be guided by the spirit that led Mary and Joseph to the temple. The concern for living in unity and harmony according to God's ways. A good way to begin or continue in this spirit is by prayer. Let our families be united in gratitude to God for the gift we are to one another. A family that prays together stays together.
0: In a chaotic room, the head of the household constantly reminds his children of how he is their father. Action.
1: Self-examination. Do I genuinely listen to my parents? Do I make an effort to sit and dialogue with my children? Am I a source of conflict and disharmony in my family or community? Response to God. I'll make a personal commitment to call my family together for prayer every evening before retiring to bed response to your world. If my family or community is torn apart by conflict and disunity, I'll take some steps within my power towards the restoration of harmony. As a group, we shall organize a workshop or seminar on how to face the challenges that undermine peace and harmony in our families.
2: Lord Jesus Christ, your birth brought joy to your mother, father, and the world. We commend our families into your hands. Purify us from all the behaviors that bring chaos in them. Pour forth your blessings on us all and keep us always united in prayer. We ask this through Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you, one God forever and ever. Amen.